the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, you knew he was lying when he told you that his son did nothing wrong. Uh, You knew he was lying when he said he has uh, no knowledge of his son's foreign business dealings. Um, Joe Biden's been caught in a lie on the first one. Uh, He will continue to be investigated and hopefully proven that he's lying on the second one. But we are not there yet, and that is where we begin a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show here on 98.9 The Answer. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Hunter Biden's legal troubles are behind him, if you take the word of those in the White House and the Democratic Party and his attorneys, because about an hour ago, I uh, reached a plea deal with federal prosecutors pleading to misdemeanors that he filed his tax returns uh, after the deadline in 27 and 2018. And he also agreed that he lied on a form when applying to own a gun while he was a crack addict. Uh, The latter charge is the most serious one. It will be expunged from his record if he goes through the dog and pony show of a two-year program to basically do nothing. I don't even think he'll probably even have to attend it because it's very clear that an investigation that took five years to uh, bring formal charges against Hunter Biden is not something that the feds are really that interested in. Uh, It is historic in that the son of a sitting president has been found guilty while that president is in office. But it will not do anything to convince those of us who believe there's a two-tiered system of justice in our country and that it highly favors uh, those who have power and exercise power and that it targets and um, attempts to silence or incarcerate or uh, worse, uh, those who are not in power. So a lot of conversation about this, as you might imagine, from uh, newsmakers out there and from people in the know. We will bring it all to you. We also have a couple other breaking headlines to talk with you about today. Donald Trump did an interview last night with Brett Baer on Special Report. It was the kind of interview that Trump does, um, and I realized watching it that I'm just really exhausted with um, the way Donald Trump continues to be obsessed with things in the past that are of no relevance to the campaign that he's running for president right now. He was asked a really good question by by Brett Baer about, how are you going to appeal to the people who may have voted for you in 2016, didn't vote for you in 2020, that you need to get back in 2024, if you are to reclaim the White House? That's a really good question because that is the really essential thing that Donald Trump needs to be able to first answer and verbalize and two, pull off. He immediately went to talking about 
No, no, I won in 2020. I won in 2020. Now, he made a point that the votes that were counted that caused him to lose the election in 2020 may not have been legal votes. I'll listen to some of that. But the larger issue is, how do you win over people who voted for you once but didn't vote for you a second time to get them to vote for you the third time? That's the really important question. And if the only answer you can give or the first answer you give is, no, I won, that's not going to convince anyone to go back to the choice they made in 2016. It's exhausting listening to Trump relitigate the 2020 election. It can be exhausting without me disagreeing that a lot of funny things and I don't mean humorous things, I mean strange things, happened to keep him from a second term. Those two are not exclusive, okay? It can be exhausting, and it can be correct. It just can. I'm not saying that I'm 100% behind him, that the office was stolen from him. If so, that's an even bigger crime than what the Biden family is accused of doing with China and Ukraine and anyone else who would line their pockets with cash. We're not even looking at that. And Donald Trump would do well to turn his eyes off of it as well. To focus on his accomplishments in office, Joe Biden's failures in office, stop name calling because it's not a flattering side of Donald Trump. And Brett Baer did a really good job last night highlighting the fact that A lot of people, a lot of people who worked closely with Donald Trump during his first, well, his only term so far as president, now do not support him, and his reaction to them not supporting him is to demonize them with nicknames and slurs, and it's just, I'm exhausted by it. I'm exhausted by watching him continue to be vengeful and unfocused is what I would say. All right, here's some reaction. Hunter Biden, he's not going to go to jail, but he is guilty of something. You don't plead guilty to something if you're not guilty. Joe Biden has said all along he did nothing wrong. No, he did a lot of things wrong. He's not going to be found, you know, very accountable for too many of them. Uh, Jonathan Turley uh, talking about... uh, the initial reaction that will be uh, parroted on every major media network from the podium at the White House. This is what you're going to hear. Get used to it. There are more questions than answers. You know, over a year ago, I wrote a column about how you can implode this scandal involving the Biden family. And what the column talked about is precisely this plea agreement, that it is basically the same plea agreement that I said would likely happen because you could close out the scandal without dealing with the Biden influence peddling allegation. So this plea deal does have all the makings of a an avoidance of any jail time. But more importantly, it was an evasion of the more serious allegations facing Hunter Biden and the Biden family. 
Yeah, that's exactly how it will play. Uh, here's Byron York, Washington Examiner, and how this will be perceived. You know how it will be perceived, the same way you're perceiving it right now. question that a lot of Republicans asked about the Justice Department investigation um, was, wait a minute, five years for this? This has taken five years of investigation, and we've ended up with a couple of misdemeanor counts mm-hmm. about filing your returns late, which millions of Americans do. Uh, without any sort of uh, foreign, uh, you know, uh, strange dealings. So I think Republicans are going to say, what in the world took five years uh, to investigate here? Uh, One theme uh, among Republicans now is that there's a, quote, two-tiered system of justice. By that, they often refer to uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, being charged criminally and Hillary Clinton not being charged criminally over classified information cases. But I think they're going to throw the Hunter Biden case into the mix, too, saying, well, the government took forever. Uh, The Justice Department took forever to resolve the Hunter Biden case. And now they want to hang Trump tomorrow. Yeah, by the way, Trump has a court date for his uh, failure to steward classified documents. August 14th. August 14th. So Hunter Biden took five years to investigate Apparently, misdemeanors of filing his taxes too late. Gee, that seems like a pretty easy investigation. When did he file his taxes? Let me look. Oh, the stamp is after the date they were due. Gee, that seems like a crime to me. Maybe we should go cite him. I don't know, Bill. Uh, yeah, maybe we ought to look at that again. You know, I mean, I was, I was roll that around and uh, send somebody out in a field office here or there. Five years to investigate that? Five years to investigate. Well, let's see here. Uh, He signed this application, a federal form to own a gun on thus and such a date. Gee, I don't know. Reading in his autobiography, he's snorting coke off a hooker's belly right after that. It seems to me like he was probably addicted to drugs at the time. That also seems like a pretty easy investigation to button up. No, all that took five years. But Trump... On classified documents that a jury will not have the security clearance to watch and see, we're going to get Donald Trump in court, what, six weeks, eight weeks from the time he's indicted? Oh, see, you thought the Justice Department didn't have priorities. Oh, they have priorities. It's just that doing their job is not one of their priorities. So why this Hunter Biden plea deal today? Well, the first thing I thought was, okay, what's going to come out today that the White House wants to minimize in terms of coverage? Hey, whoa, over here. Cover me. Cover me, Joe. Yeah. Remember in Westerns? Cover me. You got to cover me. The guy run out in the open and his buddy behind the stagecoach would shoot so that he could go. The other guy could go wherever he wanted to go. So what are they using this Hunter Biden story as cover for? There's got to be something. Oh, yeah, there's something. It's happening in Washington today and tomorrow. We'll tell you what it is next. So after five years of stalling on the Hunter Biden investigation, again, these are not hard cases to make. He's pleading to misdemeanors of filing his tax returns in 2017 and 2018 too late. How hard is that to figure out? When did he file? Oh, here's the deadline. Oh, he missed the deadline. Go file charges. 
on the federal gun form. You know the date he signed it. You can look at his book or any of the interviews he's done about his heroic overcoming of his drug problems and how proud Joe Biden is of him and figure out whether or not he was still on crack at the time he applied for the gun. He was not a hard case to make. Took him five years. So why today? Why today? What could be happening that they want to say, pay no attention there. You got to deal with the Hunter Biden justice matter today. Well, it just so happens that today in Washington, D.C., the House Judiciary Committee, chaired by Jim Jordan, is going to be talking to John Durham, the guy who issued the Durham report about weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI in the whole Russia collusion hoax going after Trump. Now, Durham is appearing supposedly behind closed doors today with Jordan, but we leak just like the left leaks. If there's anything to come out of this, the headlines today might be explosive. Tomorrow, Durham appears before House Oversight. That one will be public, so you'll probably be able to watch it on C-SPAN or elsewhere, in front of James Comer and House Oversight, who are also looking into Hunter Biden. So they want to have at the White House a reason tomorrow to be able to say, hey, John Durham said this today in House Oversight about the Biden crime family and the DOJ and influence peddling and this, that, and the other. They want to be able to have Corinne Jean-Pierre, the historically historic, historical press secretary. They want to be able to have her at the podium say, well, I don't know why you're asking me about Hunter Biden. I mean, that matter has been put, that matter's over, right? This is the old Clinton tactic. Something would happen. The Clintons would bury it until Friday afternoon. Oh, I should be careful talking about the Clintons and burying things. Uh, but at any rate, then it would happen on Friday afternoon. They wouldn't be available all weekend. They'd be available on Monday. And they go, well, that's old news. Ah, this is super old news. I mean, it happened like a couple of days ago. Come on, keep up, keep up, keep up. So here's Mike Turner, congressman from the Dayton area. If John Durham has already issued his report, what is the point in having John Durham come before the House Judiciary and House Oversight? Tell us, Mike Turner. This really shows that that the the you know the law enforcement arm of our government could be used for political means, and and it doesn't matter what political stripes you have, that's wrong, and that should be something of of grave troubling. As we all know, not only did it uh, you know besmirch the president uh, as he was running in his campaign itself, but also during his first two years as president, it robbed his presidency of so much time and energy that could have been spent on something else. Yeah, no kidding. It also set the tone for Trump's presidency in that he was instantly, we had idiots on the left wing, when I repeat myself, calling for Trump's impeachment before he was inaugurated. I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah. It set up Trump for failure on a bunch of different levels. A, it's exhausting to have to always be fighting accusations, particularly that you're a Russian spy and a, you know, a... Uh, Manchurian candidate. But it made Trump's dealings with the media uber contentious. This was one of the good moments last night from Trump's interview with Brett Baer. He had good moments. He was really good on foreign policy. And Baer asked him, what would you change? What did you learn from your first term as president 
that you would change if you attain a second term as president? I would like to be less combative, but I find the press is extremely dishonest. And if I'm not combative, I don't get my word across. If I'm not combative, I don't know. I, I don't think you could win. I think regardless me or somebody else, if somebody else got the nomination, these radical left maniacs would come after them at a level like you've never seen before, and they're not going to be able to withstand it. Our country is sick. It's sick. We have people that will do anything, and it's a very sad thing, like the document hoax. They should have never been brought. We're in the middle of a political campaign, and they want to arrest the opponent who's leading the person that's in theory in charge of government. This stuff shouldn't happen. No, it shouldn't happen. He's right about a couple of things there. He's wrong about a couple of things. Number one, he's right when he says, if I'm not combative, I don't get my point across. Because it makes good video, the clips, if Trump gives as well as he gets. He's absolutely right that our country is sick. Our country is sick because we're led by a president who's feeble, old, inept, and those are the nicest things that I can say about Joe Biden. Uh, How feeble, old, and inept is Joe Biden? Well, uh, let's start late last week. Here's Joe Biden talking about what he hopes to do with uh, money from the Inflation Reduction Act. It's an ambitious project, an 8,000-mile floating railroad. Well, we're going to win, and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in... In, in, in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, you are going to get in trouble. You go off script, okay? Uh, this also happened uh, late last week. Uh, let me find it. This is a winner. This is one of those things that Joe Biden says that people go, did he just say what I thought he said? This is at a gun control speech, okay? Check this out. As that, uh, that scene in the John Wayne movie, don't make me a dog-faced lion pony soldier. God save the queen, man. God save the queen, man. Uh, no, the queen is dead. And uh, this is what? How many times has Biden referred to somebody who's dead? Remember Jackie Walorski? Unfortunately killed in a traffic accident. A representative from uh, Indiana. Also, in the aftermath of Antony Blinken's trip to China, uh, Joe Biden says, uh, well, you know, that China spy balloon, that's not embarrassing to me. That's embarrassing to China. China has some legitimate difficulties unrelated to the United States. And uh, I think one of the things that that balloon caused was not so much that it got shot down, but I don't think the leadership knew where it was. Ridiculous. The man is nuts. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.